we are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. My friends, we're going to just take a moment, especially for this podcast, I want to just address your hearts and talk about something that I believe is on the mind and heart of God. The Lord woke me up the other night and just said something to me that I thought was so revelatory, but so impactful, I could not let it go. And I felt I needed to share it on every platform and ask you to help us to stand and pray. It was simply this. When the prophet is talking, Elijah's job is to cause one generation to return to God. The job of the prophet was simply to walk through the nation and ask them a simple question, whom will ye serve? He challenged the minds, he challenged the thinking, he challenged the hearts of a generation. And in an hour when the nation was convinced that it was going in the right direction, even though they were contrary to the word of God, he did not spend a lot of time arguing points He did not argue politics. He talked about heart. Who owns your heart? Whom will you serve? Oh, Israel, either serve God or serve Baal. That seems like such an Old Testament thought, and it seems so far away from where we are right now. But when you understand that the ministry of the prophet and the mind of the prophet is very simple when you boil it down into its base service to the kingdom. The base service of a prophet is to restore people back to God, to call them back to their father, to remind them that in the presence of God, there is healing, there is life, there is comfort. A prophet at his core is supposed to not judge a nation nor judge a people, but to recognize that those people have judged themselves and the prophet is supposed to become a vehicle for transformation by being a voice of reformation. If you are simply saying what you see, you are not prophesying. You are simply announcing. If you simply judge what you see, you are not prophesying, you are condemning. But when you declare the mind of God and speak the opposite of what is going on around you, that is the prophetic mantle at its greatest form and function. To hear God say live when everyone says die. To hear God say enough when everyone says keep going. For you become the voice for God in a situation, an atmosphere, a nation, a generation, so that God can stem the tide. He can stop the bleeding. He can heal the wound. He can bring families back together. But God is waiting for someone to say what he is saying. I am not disagreeing with all of the prophetic utterances that are being released in this hour. Men will say what men say. I am not saying that every prophetic ministry needs to say the same thing. Men will say what men say. But if you will... And if you claim, if you say that you speak for God, then take record of your words. Make sure your words line up with the nature, the calling, the character of Jesus. 
for our example for the prophetic is not your favorite prophet on the earth today, nor your favorite person on Elijah list or your favorite person in the email group you are part of. Our example for the prophetic is Jesus. Jesus wept over a city that did not know him. He was heartbroken for a generation that could not see him. He looked out over Israel and said, oh, like a hen would gather her little chickens and cover them with her wings. So I desire to cover you. He was a shepherd, a father, a blesser, a builder. He judged religion, but he called people to restoration. So we go back to what the original call of the prophet is supposed to be at its base form. You speak what God says for the ultimate purpose of bringing men back to God. And the power of God that flows through the prophetic or the prophets is so that God can get to people. You are a conduit, a door. You are simply the entrance of God into the earth and people into God's presence. But you are not the focus. Now, why do I say all that? Right now, we've had so many calamities, so many tragedies, so many horrors that are happening in this nation concerning children. And some of you have been privy to the news and you've heard um, a young man, young black man was shot by an older white gentleman. Then a few days later, a young white girl and her boyfriend and friends were in the car and she was shot by a white gentleman. And I'm not just naming them by their race, I'm saying. And then in other places, you've got some cities where it's violence breaks out and it's white shooting white or black shooting black. Or, and in all of this, what the Lord said to me, here's what I need you to recognize. In all of the trauma and tragedy you hear spoken, there's one thing that people are forgetting. There is an assault. There is a warfare against this next generation. While we're talking about who shot who, what we're seeming to forget is the numbers of young people dying across this nation has skyrocketed. Whatever your politics, your political view, your favorite political party or the argument you love to throw out, none of that matters to me at all. I don't care. You don't need to write to me and explain your position. If you do, I'm not going to read it because that is not what's in my heart at this moment. What I'm saying is whether you like to shoot guns and go hunting or whether you've never held a gun in your life, whether or not you've ever lost a child or whether all of your children are healthy and strong, the heart of every sane person in this nation should be, oh God, how do we keep our children safe? And whether it's from gun violence or knives or drugs or Benadryl challenges on social media or kids trying to do special stunts in front of other friends and losing their lives and becoming another statistic. I am asking you to remember 
If you are listening to this, the job of the prophetic is to call a generation back to God. And while we are arguing about nothingness, we have forgotten our job to stand and call them home. While you're tweeting about what you saw on the news and while you're IG and Instagramming, DMing each other about the last thing that caught your attention, while we're replaying the funniest thing we saw on TikTok or learning the newest dance, while we're retweeting the thing that made us go, oh, I don't believe that. Have you spent 30 seconds today praying for the teenagers and the children in your neighborhood? Have you asked God to put a hedge about them? Have you spoke and said, God, I pray and plead the blood of Jesus to cover them? Have you quoted the word and said, oh, God, surround them with angels and keep their life? Or have we become so used to a generation dying that we don't even lift up our voice for protection? So this podcast, I dedicate to a generation that has not yet known the full goodness of our God. And I ask those who are older than that generation to become a wall of intercession and prayer and protect them with your faith until they can live long enough to say yes to God themselves. There is a strategy in this nation to destroy a generation. There's a strategy in the earth for the devil has been after the youth from the beginning of time. Remember the Bible says, the seed of the woman shall crush you. He's hated every new generation of children from that moment on. He knew a child was coming. And so he didn't know whether it was Abel or Cain. So I'll turn them against each other. Because if one kills the other, I disqualify them both. He didn't know who was coming. So in the generation of Moses, he raised up a hatred and they began to slay the babies and kill them. And suddenly God slipped a Moses through and hid Moses in the house of his enemy. In every generation, there is another story of children being sacrificed on the altar of the enemy's fear and our misconduct. And I beg you now to not become one that when we get to heaven, the Lord will say, why did you do so little to protect those who needed you? I'm not just talking about and hear me, I'm going to close with this. I'm not just talking about abortion. When abortion is the only issue that the church seems to care about, we appear both foolish and ignorant. Let me tell you why. I have been anti-abortion since before I ever got saved because I believe every child should live. But I don't go around trying to tell every woman how she should handle her own body because if the truth be told, half of you who are yelling at women, there's no telling what kind of sin you do in secret. It just happens to be that we can see her be pregnant. So I don't spend my time judging. I spend my time looking for alternatives. Are you willing to take a child into your home while you're saying abortion is evil? I agree it's evil, but where are the parents who will adopt where are the families who will take them in? I'm asking you to become an answer for children. Are you helping children 
be healed from the abuse they've suffered in their families? Or are you just telling families, listen, stay together. Don't abort. Don't divorce. Okay. So now you have condemned a child to live in a family that is beating each other, attacking each other, because instead of us saying, if you can't keep the baby, have it and give it to us. And if your family is falling apart and becoming abusive, bring that child and we'll find a home of older people in the kingdom of God or a couple who's willing to house them until we can get them adopted. When are we going to be solutions and not just arguments? So what I say to you is the prophetic brings answers. The prophetic doesn't look at just the negative. The prophetic brings answers. I ask you today to become an answer for the children who are hurting in this nation, who are hurting in this world. And I'm going to say it again before you try to write me or text me or say something that I didn't say. Hear clearly. I am against abortion. But you and I must become answers for the children who live. I am against divorce. But if that family is violent and falling apart, have you ever announced publicly you would be a safe place? Has your church built a safe house for women who are being abused? Do you have daycare for all of the babies that no one should abort? Are you going to take in 30 new babies in your city this year? If you're not willing to be an answer, you are adding to the problem. So I am not saying any sin should be ignored. All should be answered, repented of, and dealt with in the hearts of men. But where my heart falls is let's become answers for hurting girls, for broken women, and for the weary who have nowhere to go but to God. God then sends them to us. And instead of being like Elijah, Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of children to their fathers. We become like Pharaoh. Cut them off and throw them away. Please be the hands of healing and not just the voice of judgment. That is my heart. That is my prayer. Father, I pray for all of those who are struggling. I pray for those who have been abused first, who have been abused and never found anywhere to go. I pray for every woman and child who has been in a church, in a church setting, in a religious place, and they cried out for help, but no one helped them. We covered each other, but we never protected them. And so, God, I pray for them. I pray that you would heal their hearts and their minds. I pray for every pastor and leader that would hear this. I pray that they would come up with strategies. They would join the organizations that will help rescue women and girls and young boys and give them safe places. I pray that we would come up with blueprints to rebuild our cities and communities so that we can put an end to sex trafficking and child abuse and child enslavement so that we can heal the broken bitterness in families and see the life of God come to them. I pray that you would give us the mind and the strategy to become a healing place for them because we cannot simply condemn the sin without creating alternatives. So help us, oh God, to create alternatives. And I pray I pray for law enforcement that spends their life protecting children. May God surround you with angels. May he cover you. May he keep you safe. 
May God show you where the enemy is. May he show you where the children are. And may he show you the plans to bring every child home safe and put every degenerate in the prison. And may the Lord God Almighty protect your house, your home, your marriage, and your mind. May he cause you to see yourself like God sees you. And may you wake up better than you went to bed last night. May you see clearer than you saw yesterday. And may you feel more loved than you ever felt before. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, and the Lord make his face shine upon you. I'm Michael Dalton, and this is my joy to share with you that there is another way to save a generation, and God is talking. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com.